Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Sports Radio Network. I am Adam Ronis from ScoutFantasySports.com. That's where you can find me here until 8 p.m. Eastern, as we do each and every weekday. You can catch the show live, 7 p.m. Eastern for one hour. And if you can't listen live, don't worry. You can always check it out on demand anytime you want. Head over to ScoutFantasySports.com right now. Enter the promo code Ronis70. You get 70% off the first month. Today, my article is the Fantasy Football Stock Watch with risers and fallers. And there's a player on the rise that I think can help you win a championship this year. Still available on the waiver wire in some leagues. Someone you could probably acquire for cheap. So head on over and check it out. Could be a difference maker in your postseason push. Of course, we have the Week 10 projections from Sean Childs. They are up. Dr. Roto with his Week 10 waiver wire video as well as his uh, waiver wire Wednesday article. And a Week 10 Stardom article, my Sidham article, will be up tomorrow, as well as a bunch of tools that you can use to help decide who to start. Our premium wide receiver matchups report, always good to check that out. Check that out, And, of course, the forums, the message boards, where you can ask your questions anytime you want, and you will get an answer from either myself, Sean Childs, or Dr. Roto. Check out Scout DFS as well. NBA Optimizer, been on fire you know, it had C.J. McCollum in there last night. I didn't like McCollum, so I X'd him out. That turned out to be a mistake because McCollum went off and he was low on. So if you had McCollum in your lineup last night, you probably cashed out as he had his best game of the year, and the optimizer really liked him. So that's where it comes into play. Sometimes it gives you some players you weren't thinking about, and a lot of times they can go off for a lot of value. So just that alone is worth it. So you can check it out, seven-day free trial right now for NBA DFS, which is always a lot of fun, very stressful as – you know, right before lineup lock, we found out Goran Dragic was out. So a lot of late-breaking news for the NBA, which is why you have to pay attention before that lineup lock. And, of course, DraftKings now with late swap back as well. So you can make some adjustments there. And, of course, we caught you covered for NFL DFS. Last week, Christian McCaffrey and Kareem Hunt were spit out by the optimizer, and those guys came through in a big way. So plenty of tools to help you win, and that's the goal here. And VegasWhispers.com, which has been on fire uh, last uh, 10 days, the winning percentage is like 71%. I know the free pick of the day did not hit yesterday with the Devils money line. Uh, again, we're just transparent and we'll always let you know uh, how we do. And, you know, a lot of times uh, we're going to be winners more often than not. But you know how it is. It's uh, There are going to be nights where you, where you lose or some games you lose. But 71% is just outstanding. So check it out, VegasWhispers.com often giving you a free pick of the day. And there's different ways to sign up. I think there's even a seven-day membership. So test it out for yourself. You'll see. You'll win money, and then you'll want to come back for good because you're going to wind up profiting in the end, and that's what we want. Lots to get to on the show today. Of course, busy day in the NFL. Lots of news to break down. I'll be joined by Michael Rathburn from Rotowire and LineStar. Uh, he will join me in the next segment as uh, we'll talk a little season, a little DFS with him. Uh, he was also out at the Arizona Fall League. Uh, this past weekend, so uh, we'll maybe talk to him a little bit about that uh, for you guys who are into baseball. But we kick it off looking at the big news of the day, and that is Des Bryant signs a one-year contract with the Saints. Uh, we've been waiting to see if Des would find a team. It was looking bleak for a while, but the Saints lacking a little depth at wide receiver uh, for sure. You know, Cameron Meredith not practicing today, and I think that was probably a big reason why they went out and signed Des Bryant. Uh, I don't expect Des Bryant to be a major fantasy factor. I put that out on Twitter, and I got some pushback today. By the way, you can follow me on Twitter at Adam Ronis on Instagram at A-R-O-N-88. Uh, I just don't think there's enough to go around. This is clearly an offense that's going to get the ball to Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara, and you got Mark Ingram, uh, Trey Quan Smith. I know hasn't gotten huge volume. So I think this is more just for depth purposes. You also have to remember that 
I doubt Des Bryant plays this week. You know, he's just getting to the team. It's going to take some time to acclimate. Now you can say, well, it's one of the best offenses in the NFL, and now he has Drew Brees, who will find a way to throw him open. So, yeah, you know, he'll have a game or two here or there, but I just think because he has a name, people are going to go crazy, and I could absolutely tell based on the response that I got today on social media, there are going to be people that are opening up the budget for Des Bryant. I think it's a mistake. I think he's going to be overvalued in fantasy, and I am one of the biggest Des Bryant fans. For you guys that don't know, I am a Dallas Cowboys fan, so I love Des Bryant, but this is from a fantasy perspective, and I think sometimes people get that mixed up. From an NFL perspective, sure, it makes sense for the Saints to take a shot on Des Bryant. They really have nothing to lose. Maybe he's in great shape. Maybe he's rediscovered something. And, of course, you know, in the red zone, he could be a threat. But there's not going to be enough volume there for fantasy. And there's also a transition. We see free agent wide receivers take time to acclimate to their new team. Now you're asking them to do it in the middle of the season with a few weeks left. Now, what is very interesting, November 29th, a Thursday night in Dallas, the Saints go to Dallas. And there's a lot of people who love the revenge narrative. If there ever was one, boy, Des Bryant is going to be looking forward to that game going against his former team. And a lot of his teammates were happy for him tweeting at him today. But, boy, Des Bryant's really going to want to stick it to Jerry Jones in that one. And uh, that'll be the Thursday showdown slate. And I'm sure Des Bryant will be very highly owned, as you can make sure they're going to try and jam a touchdown or two to him. But as far as free agency, I'm not going crazy with Des Bryant. I would not spend a lot of money. Let someone else do it. If it doesn't cost you much or it doesn't cost you a waiver wire pick and it's a deeper format, but uh, I was actually, you know, I, one of my friends uh, a couple weeks ago has been holding on to this, and I said, why? Like, especially if you don't have a good record. Like, it made no sense. But now that we have him on a team, I think a lot of people are going to overrate this. So, again, don't spend a lot of money on him. I just don't think for fantasy purposes. I mean, we already know the Saints spread the ball around. I mean, Traquan Smith is a very talented wide receiver that has not gotten the volume and is relying on big plays. So, I, I just don't see that being the case and we've seen the saints at times this year really run the ball a lot and not pass them much they clearly had to this past week against the rams and a high scoring affair so that's why you saw breeze's numbers up but we've seen games where breeze does not pass a lot so don't go crazy on des bryant the viking claimed amir abdullah off waivers from the lions this is not good for fantasy i think there were some people there were hoping that i'd hope that abdullah might go to a better scenario i mean san francisco would have been a good spot so there have been plenty of other teams where he could have been a good fit and maybe have gotten some fantasy value, but not with the Vikings. This is clearly depth uh, with Dalvin Cook and Latavius Murray there. We saw Dalvin Cook last week look pretty good on that long run. They have a bye this week, so he should be good to go uh, when they come back. Maybe they'll sprinkle in Latavius Murray a little bit, but not a good landing spot for Amir Abdullah. Sam Darnold will not start for the Jets this week. He's out with a foot injury, so uh, reportedly it's a significant foot sprain, and he'll be out at least for uh, this week for sure, and then the Jets have a bye in week 11. Then they'll have to figure out what's going to happen in week 12 when they play New England. So Josh McCown will take over as quarterback. So someone you could look at in a super flex league for sure. Uh, you know, always those quarterbacks are hard to find. So McCown will be picked up in a lot of super flex leagues. Not the best matchup this week. The Bills defense has actually been good. They are a good defensive team. And, of course, Tredavious White, their top cover corner, uh, might cover Robbie Anderson, who's been the target for McCown in the past. We've seen those two have a really good connection. So if he does remain a quarterback, it certainly helps the stock of Robbie Anderson, but could be a tough matchup this week. Leonard Fournette is practicing in full today that is good news it looks like Fordette should be good to go I guess the big question mark is do they ease him back in or do they give him a full workload especially since they have Carlos Hyde and TJ Yeldon there they don't really need to force it to him so I think that's something you pay attention to as a Fournette owner to see what the reports are coming out of Jacksonville to see if they maybe limited him I don't know if we'll get news of that until later over the weekend but my guess is if you have Fournette, you're going to use him. Four teams on by. You've kind of been waiting. At the same time, maybe you've been able to get by without Fournette. You have some depth. Or maybe you've been rolling with TJ Yeldon. You could slide Yeldon out and put Fournette in. But I think this is what we expected for Fournette owners once that second injury happened. You know, my guess was he was going to come back in Week 10. They weren't going to play around. And obviously, Jacksonville really needs a win. They are reeling. 
they have not lived up to expectations. So uh, they are going to have to come out and really get a win this week. They are, are, are in dire straits right now. Chris Carson not going to practice today for the Seahawks. My guess is he doesn't play this week. He's dealing with a thigh and a hip injury. He'll probably wind up being a game-time decision once again this week. But if you have a Chris Carson on your fantasy team, prepare to be without him. Uh, I have him in several leagues. He, When I set my preliminary lineup, he's not in there. Of course, Mike Davis, Davis benefits in a big way. Still sitting on the waiver wire in some leagues. Fortunately, in a league I was in last week, when I saw Carson... Uh, potentially being a game-time decision, I was able to pick up Mike Davis in that league. I did not play Davis. Obviously, I played Carson since he started. But to have Mike Davis on the roster right now looks like a really good decision in hindsight. So if Davis is out there, definitely bid aggressively because we have seen Chris Carson has not shown the ability to stay healthy during his uh, brief NFL career. He was playing very well and getting fed the football, and maybe it's caught up. But we do know Seattle is the most run-heavy team in the NFL they want to run the football, and especially this week, too, against the Rams, trying to keep that offense off the field. So Carson could get 20-plus touches. And Rashad Penny also uh, could be an interesting deep play. Uh, the problem is they'll probably play from behind, and uh, they seem to like Davis catching passes more out of the backfield. But in deeper formats, I think Penny is now someone you could add on your roster. Just in case Mike Davis goes down, then you could see Penny. And Penny did get some touches last week. I think he had like seven touches on 12 snaps. Uh, with Carson leaving the game early. So it definitely puts him back on the radar. Khalil Mack is practicing in full for this week against the Lions. That's bad news for the Lions offense. We saw it last week. That offensive line was just brutal. They allowed 10 sacks to Minnesota, and now they go up against the Bears with Khalil Mack being back. So definitely a downgrade to the Lions offense this week. It is a divisional game, and it's not like the Bears have been blowing people out. It's not like their offenses have been great. So maybe they keep it competitive, but... Don't feel good about Matthew Stafford this week or the running game. The Bears have yet to allow a rushing touchdown to a running back this season. So keep that in mind, and I'll have more on that in the sit column, which will be published tomorrow. Josh Gordon has been removed from the Patriots injury report. He's been on it with a hamstring injury. Obviously, he looked really good last week, 130 yards and a touchdown. So Gordon is someone you get in your lineup. you got to feel Really strong about him. I know that he might have some tough matchups upcoming with some tough cornerbacks, but still, I think Gordon, uh, especially if healthy, could be a difference maker down the stretch and uh, fortunate to have him in one league where I didn't have to spend a high price tag. Uh, so I expect a big finish there from George Gordon. Rob Gronkowski, limited in practice today. You know, it's going to be really tough to, to know what's going to happen with him. The good thing is New England plays Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern, none of these primetime games, so we'll know early. I wouldn't be surprised if Gronkowski sits. Keep in mind that this team has a bye in week 11, so they can sit him and just basically give him you know, uh, several weeks off and gear him up for the finish in the playoffs. So wouldn't be surprised by that, but we'll have to wait and see. Sony Michelle was limited in practice today as well. Uh, he's expected to play. I mean, again, they could do the same thing and rest him to be safe, but it sounds like he's going to play. It sounds like he's been kind of close the last couple weeks, and maybe they've taken the cautious approach. But uh, obviously, James White will see a little bit of a downtick in touches, but he's still so heavily involved in the passing game that you're playing him every week. Uh, he had 12 carries last week. You won't see that. And, of course, this hurts Cordero Patterson, who's gotten some running back eligibility in a few sites, but it doesn't matter anymore. Uh, he's probably not going to be in the backfield much unless Tony Michelle's out. Then maybe he's in play this week, but I expect Michelle to return. Chris Thompson still sidelined with that rib injury. He did not play last week, so not a good start to the week. Obviously, Capri Bibbs would fill in on passing downs. Now, he has scored a touchdown in the last two games, but not a lot of volume. Uh, and also, game flow is going to be the – De uh, determination whether you use him or not. And right now with the Redskins, you're just not sure. They are potentially going to be without four offensive linemen this week. It is Tampa Bay, but I believe Tampa Bay is favored. So that definitely hurts uh, Adrian Peterson if they're playing from behind. Allen Robinson, who's been out the last two games with a groin injury, is practicing in full, so that's a good sign. So he should be back this week, of course. Not a lot going on in that Bears offense as they spread it around. We've seen Anthony Miller take advantage. So Robinson should be on the roster, but not a must start. Mike Evans did not practice today. 
not a big deal at this point. Obviously, we see a lot of veterans on Wednesday get maintenance day, give them a day to rest. Same thing happened last week or two with Evans. He sat out, and then they took him off the injury report on Friday. So Evans is coming off a really bad game, just one catch. Uh, did get the targets, though, so doesn't seem like there's a concern here. So I would expect uh, Evans to play this week. Sammy Watkins, this is a definitely a concern. He's dealing with a foot injury. He's had this issue in the past. He did not practice today. So uh, there's reports that he's dealing with a painful foot injury. So there's a ch- good chance that Watkins doesn't play this week. The Chiefs have yet to have their bye. It's in week 12. So they obviously can play it cautious. Uh, they still have to lock up the division. Let's not forget the Chargers are, are right there. So it's not like they locked up the division either. And, of course, they'll be playing for home field. So they can't uh, rest anybody. But it doesn't sound good for Watkins as of right now. John Ross is practicing in full. He's been dealing with a groin injury, so it sounds like he is going to play. Now, he's been a major disappointment. He hasn't been able to stay healthy, but we do know he has that big-time speed. And with A.J. Green out, they're going to need someone else to step up. So Ross definitely becomes rosterable in deeper formats and has the ability to score touchdowns. He has two on the season. And Doug Peterson said he expects Darren Sproles to return this week. He's been out since week one. The problem is a lot of running backs in that backfield. Wendell Swanwood, Corey Clement, and Josh Adams as well. When we return, I'm going to be joined by Michael Rathburn from Rotowire and Linestar. We'll talk some NFL and a little DFS with him. That is ahead here. Scout Fantasy Sports on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 8 p.m. Eastern. Of course, you can find me at scoutfantasysports.com. Got the Stockwatch article up. Waiver Wire Wednesday from Dr. Otto, Week 9. Week 10 projections from Sean Childs. And, of course, you can ask your questions on the message boards and forums anytime you want. Scout DFS, we got you covered for NBA, NHL, and NBA and VegasWhispers.com for your sports betting needs. 71% winning percentage over the last 10 days, so check it out today. Joining me now, it is Michael Rathburn. You can find him at Rotowire and Linestar. Michael, what's up? Hey, how's it going? Pretty good, man. How's the uh, fantasy season going for you so far? Uh, it's pretty good. You know, For the most part, most of my teams are competitive. I've got like I think, uh, you know, I'm probably in about 15 season longs. I think only two of them are really out of it, and the two of them just got decimated with injuries. So I'm pretty competitive in the majority of the leagues. Um, I seem to, you know, what I'm, what I'm glad about is I'm in a lot of leagues where it's rewarding points, and I have a lot of five and fours, a lot of six and threes, but I've got the most points at the second most points. So um, I think, you know, in football, you always have that issue of the head-to-head versus the total points. So I'm in a lot of leagues now that it's kind of a mixture where they do reward wins, but they also reward the points. What do you think is the best setup for determining playoff teams? You know, if you have six teams go, like what's the ideal setup to make it fair? All right, let's say so, um, a 12-team league. I, I'd say, look, in a 12-team league, you know, I'd, I'd go like um, top four records, and um, top two uh, total points, you know, after that. That way there, if you happen to have a guy who's six and seven or five and eight or whatever, um, and he has the most points and he had bad luck or, you know, he's in the top six, um, you, you deserve to get in. You know, I, I think still reward the wins, but don't penalize the, the guy, you know, keep the first two teams that, you know, get the high points. I think that's how I do it, how I like it. Yeah, I'm in a league that does it like that. My home league, we actually do double headers. So, oh yeah, that's another way to get around it. Yeah, well, every year it always rewarded the top six teams in points. There was never an issue until last yeah. year. Last year was the first time it happened that a team that deserved to make it didn't. So this year, I said, okay, 
we'll do top five records and then the next team with the most yep. points to avoid that. But I do feel doubleheaders is one way to kind of offset that because we've all been there. We might have balanced schedule is always an issue, and you know, and if you play twelve weeks or thirteen weeks, you know, somebody plays another person twice, and you know, oh, well, and, then, our, and then it's a whole, you know, how do you issue buys and all that stuff? So, no, ours is fourteen team league, thirteen weeks. Oh, league. okay. So we play everyone twice. Yep. So right. yeah, I look. There's always a lot of those things, and I think those are good off-season discussions for people to set up the leagues correctly because we always see there's always a bad luck team that goes against the high-scoring team every single week. Yeah, I'm in, uh, <laughs> I'm in one league where I think I'm in ninth or tenth and I've got the second most points. Oh, wow. So it looks yeah. like you probably won't get in based on that setup, right? Or is that one where um, I gotta, You know what? I think that's one of them where I'm being rewarded. Okay. I'm being oh, rewarded. Um, the other thing that's interesting is, you know, we talk about total points, but also look at um, the, 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 the opponents that you played. And so, you know, oftentimes I'll look at it and say, you know, geez, I'm sixth in points, but I'm number one as far as the schedule that I played. And I think that is another way to, you know, there's something, there's some leagues call uh, what they call victory points. Yes. And then, you know, you're rewarded based on where you ended up against that opponent. And, the, and so it takes strength to schedule kind of into play. So I really like those. Talking to Michael Rathburn from Rotowire and Linestar. And the biggest story today is Des Bryant signing with the Saints. And uh, judging from some of the reaction, I think people are very excited about this for fantasy. I really don't see much here. You know, he could have a big game or two. But what are your thoughts on Des Bryant and his fantasy value the rest of the way? Yeah, I think it's um, more of a football move than a fancy move. And I think it's, look, he he was smart, man. He sat out and he just waited. And he waited to see, you know, and now he's going to a team that looks like, you know, look, there's no spot on the Rams. Um, New England, probably no. Kansas City might have been an option. I, I don't know. But I think what he did is he just knew. I'm going to wait till week nine, week 10, and I'm going to sign with the team that I think needs me or can afford me uh, and has the best shot at winning the Super Bowl. And that's what he did. So I don't even, it, to me, it's a blip on the radar from a fantasy perspective, I, much like you. I, I'm happy for the guy. I'm, I'm glad that he sat out and he got with a good team. And, I, and hey, look, I hope he makes a deep run. Yeah, I'm rooting for him. You know, as a Cowboys fan, I'm a big fan. Yep. Uh, it's going to be very interesting because the Saints come to Dallas on November yeah. 29th. That is a Thursday yep. night game. Oh, my God. You know how people always tout the revenge. Is narrative? that the Thanksgiving Thanksgiving no. night game? It's a oh. week, for some reason, I feel like it's oh, – I know it's... Dallas plays like the Thursday night game after Thanksgiving. I know they did last year. Oh, that is weird. Yeah, yeah, that is strange. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's okay. it's kind of an I mean it's a, a disadvantage on the Thanksgiving week, but they're home, so not a big deal. Then they play a week later. Then they get the oh, team. it makes sense because the buys everybody's through the buys, so they yeah. technically kind of have yeah okay. Gotcha. Even though it doesn't matter for them because they're not going yeah. anywhere, but uh, that that's going to be interesting when he comes back to Dallas. Yeah, that is. You think he's going to get cheered or booed? I think he should get cheered. I I, I don't. I think so too. I don't think he should. I think get so booed. too. It's not like no, he w- wanted to so. leave. From, from indications, no. it sounds like he wanted to go back there. I agree. Yeah. So, I, I, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't be booing him. Uh, Devin Funches, you know, has had a pretty good year, but the last two weeks we haven't seen a lot of targets. One was Baltimore. We know they're tough. Tampa yeah. Bay, though, last week, you know, I understand they, <clears throat> they scored a lot on the ground. I think some of us figure with Greg Olson back it would hurt him, but is there concern about Devin Funches the rest of the way in the target share? Well, I think it's not It's not the um, – look, Olsen's back, so, the, you know, the, 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 you got that in play. But then also the emergence of D.J. Moore. And I think the emergence of D.J. Moore is more of the – you know, that's more of the, um, the, the, you know, the contention. You know, and, and D.J. Moore, man, I'm telling you, guys, that guy's a superstar in the making, and it's just a matter of time before he really breaks out and becomes a huge star. Yeah, and he was obviously popular in DFS last week, and he did not come through, just didn't have a big game. There wasn't enough volume there, but he was on the field for about 85% of the snaps. So is this a case where 
you're going to have to be patient because it was a prime matchup last week against Tampa Bay and uh, just did not have a big game. Yeah, it didn't work out. They put up a ton of points. Just the ball distribution, did, you know, this didn't go that way. Cam didn't have a great game, and uh, you know that's the thing is it's 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 tough when you predict the game right. Like you know, I basically had that game like nailed, but fantasy wise, it didn't go the way I wanted it. So, you know, that's that's the whole thing. Yeah, and that does happen sometimes, and you just kind of have to understand and be patient. Cause Remember last year, Funches did all his damage when Olsen was out, too. So, you know, I think I'd be backing off him right now. Talking to Michael Rathburn from Rotowire and Line Star. How concerned should we be about Adrian Peterson right now? The offensive line in Washington really hurting. They could be without four starters this week. Peterson has surprisingly had a good year, but he's also been dependent on the game flow. Yeah, that's a very interesting, you know, you're talking about the Tampa Bay game this week it's on, on the road. So, um, uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, yeah, there's tons of often, you know, Trent Williams being out, it, that's a major issue. And then other, they got other issues and then they don't really have any backups and then their wide receivers are hurt. So that's, um, that's an issue. So, uh, yeah, the Peterson thing, uh, they're certainly not going to be using them in DFS this week, but if you got them on season long, you just got to continue to roll with them. But yeah, that that you know, it's not his fault they got all these injuries, but it's a major issue. It's a great matchup here for the Washington offense. Anyone who's gone against Tampa Bay this year has torn them up, uh, and some of the receivers are are pretty cheap in DFS for Washington this week with Doxon, and we saw Harris have a big game last week with twelve targets. I mean, he's thirty nine hundred on DraftKings. Can you go with either of these guys this week, or is it too risky with all the offensive line issues and Alex Smith at quarterback? No, I'd still I'd still consider it. Um, it's one of those things where, um, you know, look, Hoyt uh, Harris had a pretty good game last week. Doxson, I mean, I'm not in love with it. I'd maybe look at the tight ends a little bit more, just, you know, maybe a little bit more faith in a Jordan Reed. But, um that would be where I'd go there. Can you trust Jordan Reed at this point? I mean, he has just done nothing. I mean, he stayed healthy, which is I probably know, the biggest surprise of the season, but there's no production there. It's it's The offense is so bad. It's just Adrian Peterson, and with no Chris Thompson, it's like they can't do anything. They can't move the ball or nothing. But it's Tampa Bay. I mean, if you're going to roll on Tampa, you got to at least take a shot and, you know. How about Adam Humphreys? The last few weeks he's come on. Uh, he's actually probably a free agent in a lot of leagues. Is this just a game matchup last week where he excelled, or is there some consistency starting to brew here and we can look at him in season long and maybe even DFS? Yeah, I mean, he's a solid receiver. I like him. Um, he's a good route runner. He's a productive player. And he's certainly, you know, getting a lot of, you know, get, getting a lot of production now. And, uh, Man, there's so many wide receivers out there on the on the on the waivers. It's like, you know, you just kind of ride the hot hand, hope you catch lightning in a bottle. So I'm, I'm on board with him. Talking to Michael Rathburn from Rotowire and Line Star, uh, Sammy Watkins could sit out this week. Is there anyone on the lower end that could benefit if he's out, or if it's it's just going to be more to the uh, top tier guys? That's what I think. It's just, you know, the name Chris Conley has been floating around for years. I just don't have any faith in him. And, um, you know, I think it's more of like, you know, Kareem Hunt getting receiving, you know, getting receptions and just them, you know, just Kelsey. And wouldn't be shocked if a guy like Demetrius Harris ends up getting some play. How about for the Jets with Elijah McGuire at running back? We've seen Isaiah Crowell have a couple big games this year, but. More often than not, he's been real mediocre. We saw McGuire get 10 touches last week. The Jets are probably going to be playing from behind a lot of games. Maybe not this week against Buffalo, yeah. but is Elijah McGuire someone that can make a difference down the stretch in season-long leagues? And yeah, I was going to say, God, this week is brutal, but after that, I think you're, I think you're in good shape. Um, so it's a, it's a bad game this week. Not a lot of points. So, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm a big McGuire guy. I had a lot of them before he got hurt. I've just IR'd him. So, you know, with no Powell, I think, uh, look, you know, the quarterback situation is up in the air right now. It looks like Donald's probably not going to play. So, 
Yeah, but McGuire's good insurance for sure. Is Leonard Fournette someone that you just get back in in season long and maybe risky in DFS? How are you looking at Leonard Fournette with his return this week? Well, I've got him on two teams, and I've got to roll with him. I've got to play him. I mean, with the buys, and it, I know he's on a ton of team on buys, but with all the injuries, I mean, God, you've got uh, you've got a first round pick invested in him. You've got to put him out there. So, um, I've only got him on two teams, fortunately, but. I, the combined record on those two teams is like, he's killed me on both. It's like three and uh, however many games we played. Uh, we, we played like eight. Uh, I'm like three and 13 on those teams. I mean, Fournette has destroyed those teams. So, Would you consider him in DFS this week? He's 6,300. No. Too risky. No. Come up first yeah, I just want to wait and see how the, how the distribution is going to play out. Yeah, and I think that's the other thing we need to see this week is how involved are the other running backs this week. Uh, Jordan Howard, is he someone that we can rely on going forward? Is he too touchdown dependent? Is it game flow? Yeah, um, the thing about Howard, no, I think last week was just an anomaly. You know, they got up big and they just used him. I'm, I'm still a Cohen guy. And he's, is Cohen someone that you can rely on every week, though? Because we've seen a couple of games recently where he just hasn't gotten the touches. Well, if they're heavy favorites, I'm probably not going to rely on them, like against the Bills. And, if the, you know, they're just going to be able to pound the ball on the ground. But if it's uh, more of a wide-open game and a closer projected game, then I'm, I'm, I'm okay with them. Like, um, all right, so against Detroit this week, they're favored by a little bit under a touchdown. The total is 45. Uh, I'm okay with Cohen this week. How worried should we be about Detroit's offense right now? Matthew Stafford sacked 10 times last week, first game without Golden Tate. He didn't throw a touchdown. Uh, is this a, a long-term concern, or was it just a bad week? Uh, yeah, they're they're tough, man. Because if if I know that if I feel confident that they're going to use Carry On Johnson the right way, I feel good about the offense. But that's really that's really how it comes down to with with him, and um, it's it's a situation where I'm, I'd be concerned about them this week against Chicago on the road. I don't like him at all this week, especially with all those sacks that happen. It's a bad matchup. It looks like Allen Robinson's going to be back this week. You know, he has been a disappointment too this year for fantasy purposes, missing a couple weeks with a groin injury. Can he turn his season around and be a fantasy factor down the stretch? I'll tell you what, man. I know they paid him a ton of money, but it just seems like out of sight, out of mind. They're using Miller. They're using Gabriel. They're using Burton. Cohen, it's just he's kind of at the end of the pecking order. Uh, Mark Ingram this week. Uh, a lot of people are starting to ask questions about Ingram. They're concerned about him. Uh, are you worried about his fantasy value the rest of the way in this offense, where it seems like I, yeah, he's not scoring touchdowns? I, mean, I thought, yeah, you know, I thought last week was going to be the week that he would emerge, and it didn't happen. It looked like he hurt his elbow and. Yeah, I've got concerns now. Um, look, it happened the end of last year. They started going to Camara more. I thought they were going to be going back to the way they played last year. And I know, you know, I know they had a shootout with the Rams, but I don't know, man. It just seems like maybe they're not going to go to him right now. What about Tyler Boyd? You know, everyone thinks, okay, A.J. Green is out. That's going to really help Tyler Boyd. You know, he should see, should see heavy volume, but... Is he going to get more attention? Will this affect Boyd in a positive or a negative way with A.J. Green out at least a game or two? Yeah, that's the thing is, yeah, you get more targets, but you also now draw the number one cover. You draw top coverage. So it's, it's, it's a tough thing to – I think if they're going against weak defenses, then absolutely it's a huge, you know, it's a huge edge for him because he can overcome that. But if he's playing against number one corners, it's really tough. It's really, really tough. I mean, I'm sure they're going to feed him and he's going to get – but. It's just, you know, can he have big games? I think it really limits their offense. How about John Ross? It looks like he's going to play this week. He put in a full practice today. Obviously, we've not seen much of him because he's been injured. Can he finally have an impact for fantasy teams? Uh, your guess is as good as mine. I mean, I, this is a guy that was way overdrafted, has a, had a history of injuries in college, history of injuries in the pros, and just... I don't have any faith in the guy. I mean, I got more faith in Alex, Alex Erickson than I do, uh, you know, than I do John Ross at this point. 
All right, that is Michael Rathburn. You can find him at Rotowire and Linestar. Mike, thanks a lot for the time, and uh, good luck in Week 10. Thanks. All right, when we return, a lot more football talk ahead as I'll go through the games, give my thoughts and opinions on the matchups for the week ahead. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Adam Ronis here until 8 p.m. Eastern. You can find all my work, ScoutFantasySports.com. We have you covered if you want to win. Maybe you need that extra boost to get you through the postseason. We have you covered. Got my Fantasy Football Stock Watch article up with some risers and some fallers, including a player that I think might be able to Lead you to a fantasy championship. Not going to be a superstar, but I think this guy is available on some wave wires and expect him to play a pretty significant role in his offense going forward. So check that article out. A couple guys trending down as well. Week 10 waiver wire video from Dr. Roto as well as his week 10 waiver wire. Wednesday, the projections for week 10 are up now. And, of course, they get tweaked on a daily basis leading up to kickoff as we get more injury news. Week 10 stardom article is also out and a bunch of premium tools that you can use, including the wide receiver matchups report, snap counts report, targets report, all these very critical. And uh, you can ask your questions on the message boards and the forums anytime you want. Uh, myself, Sean Childs, Dr. Arda, we will be there to answer them. And Scout DFS, make sure you check it out, uh, especially NBA, really uh, like the optimizer and uh, it's very useful, and it really gives you uh, good plays. Like I said yesterday, uh, it gave C.J. McCollum, who I didn't like. McCollum hasn't been playing great. He was cheap on DraftKings, and he went off. He uh, had so many big performances uh, yesterday. And today, the optimizer uh, liked Andre Drummond, who already is off to 13 points and 8 rebounds early in the second quarter. So already with 25 points on DraftKings. So uh, definitely some good plays given out there. So uh, make sure you check it out. There's a free NBA trial for seven days. NFL's been on fire as well. Last week, some of the plays that the Optimers that gave out were Christian McCaffrey, Kareem Hunt. Uh, so another good job there. And there's NHL DFS as well in the Slack chat and uh, the tool, uh, the the stacking tool as well for football, which is really useful. It gives you the best values to stack, usually with three players on one side and another player on the other side of the game. So lots of different tools that you can take advantage of. So make sure you check it out today, scoutdfs.com. And, of course, vegaswhispers.com for your betting needs. Uh, the pick tonight, the free pick for tonight was the under on Spurs Heat, 216.5. So they'll give out a free pick uh, here and there. But uh, if you want to get a multitude of picks, obviously become a member. And, uh, again, 71% winning percentage over the last 10 days. And they'll tweet it out at the end of the night, full transparency. Uh, I know there was, a, I think, two nights ago, two and three. So uh, a lot of it's been winning picks. I think Monday Night Football is now nine and one. They definitely had the Titans getting five and a half this past Monday night. So uh, we'll let you know exactly how we do and uh, definitely check it out, uh, VegasWhispers.com. Uh, let's look at some, uh, under, not under the radar plays, but maybe some plays that are better than usual. I think uh, Baker Mayfield's in a good spot this week if you need to stream a little bit. I know I'm actually going to be using him over Matthew Stafford. I'm very concerned about Matthew Stafford this week going up against the Bears defense, which has been very good. 
And, you know, the Detroit offensive line has been pretty good this year, but they fell apart last week against Minnesota, allowing 10 sacks. So uh, I think they're they're in a tough spot this week. It is a divisional game, and I wouldn't be surprised if Detroit kept it close. It's not like the Bears blow teams out. Obviously, they had a big win last week, but that was more based on the ineptitude of Buffalo's offense, and the defense was able to score a couple touchdowns. But I think Baker Mayfield is in a pretty good spot this week. He's thrown two touchdowns in three consecutive games, and he's going up against Atlanta. And we know how bad the Atlanta defense is. Even though Washington didn't take full advantage of them last week, Alex Smith did throw for 300 yards, and you know they've uh, allowed 367 passing yards this year per game. And you know Eli Manning has put up numbers against them. Alex Smith, so it's a good spot here. Thought the offense looked better last week, especially getting the ball to Duke Johnson a little bit more. So I think Mayfield's in a pretty good spot this week uh, for sure. I mean, if you're desperate this week, you can probably look at Alex Smith. I don't feel good about it just because the offensive line is banged up and there's not a lot of weapons there, but he is going against Tampa Bay. And Tampa Bay has been getting shredded by everyone. Uh, It doesn't matter who has gone up against them. They've given up big points. So if you're really desperate and hurting, maybe you have bye week issues, you can take a look at him. Uh, obviously, Ryan Fitzpatrick, I'm going to continue to roll with him. I started Ryan Fitzpatrick over Matthew Stafford in a super flex league last week, along with Jared Goff. So Fitzpatrick, when he has played in his five starts, averaging 320 pass yards and three touchdowns, he is going to turn it over a little bit, and but he does also get some rushing yards. And I know the Redskins defense has played pretty good, but uh, they're m- much more effective against the run than the pass. So uh, I don't think it's a, a daunting matchup, and the Buccaneers are at home. So Fitzpatrick is someone that you can continue to roll out there. I think Marcus Mariota is interesting this week. Now, he's been very inconsistent this year, but that bye week seemed to help him. He looked pretty good against the Cowboys last week, and I think the Cowboys' defense is pretty good. He had 240 passing yards, two touchdowns, and also rushed for 32 yards and a touchdown. And he's actually, you know, giving you consistently 30, 40 yards rushing on the ground this year. So that certainly boosts his floor. And the way this game sets up, you got to think Tennessee is playing from behind. Uh, I know their defense has been pretty good, but you got to think New England is going to be able to put up points. So this could be a game where you see Mariota playing from behind. And it's not like New England's defense is great. You can put up numbers on them. So I think Mariota becomes an interesting play this week as well. Running backs, obviously, Mike Davis becomes a really good play this week if Chris Carson is out. I don't expect Carson to play, and the Seahawks, are they what they always do is try to run the football. And uh, they actually did, um, the Seahawks had some uh, good running production uh, the first time they faced them, and, and the Rams did give up 152 yards rushing last week. I know that was against the Saints, but you know what Seattle wants to do. They want to run the football. They want to impose their will. And Mike Davis is in a really good spot. And, uh, you know, Rashad Penny, as I mentioned before, could get more involved. But it's been a lot of Mike Davis when he's been out. I think Penny maybe in a 16-team league if you're desperate. Certainly someone you could pick up in a deeper format just in case Carson misses an extended period of time. And you never know what happens if Mike Davis goes down. Then all of a sudden Penny, a guy that a lot of people were expecting to see before the year, could become more effective. Uh, Duke Johnson, I think, obviously, you can put him back in there. You cannot expect what he did last week to continue. He had nine catches, 78 yards, and two touchdowns. But at least with the new offensive coordinator there, uh, we saw Duke Johnson become a primary part of the offense finally. And, uh, you know, he's going against Atlanta. So we know what their weakness is, pass catching running backs, and Duke Johnson fits that mold. So should present a high floor this week. I know people have been disappointed lately by Austin Eckler. I actually start him every week as an RB2 in a 14-team league. Obviously, uh, don't have a lot of depth at running back, so he's been in my lineup pretty much every week. And a lot of weeks, he's gotten double-digit touches, but last week against Seattle, he didn't. He only had four touches in that game. But I think this is a week where he goes back to getting close to double-digit touches. They're playing Oakland. Oakland just looks like a team that absolutely quit. They were embarrassed last week on Thursday night. I tweeted out at the time. It felt like Oakland had eight or nine defenders on the field at times. So I expect the Chargers to really 
take control of this game. The Raiders have been gashed by the run this year, allowing 145 yards per game. They've given up nine rushing touchdowns. So, yes, it's a lot of Melvin Gordon, and Melvin Gordon will probably be a popular play in DFS this week. You could understand why. He's in a really good spot. He's actually the second most expensive running back, though, on DraftKings. He's 9000 so maybe that backs people off from a little bit. But you got to think, you know, he has the potential for a three-touchdown game. But it also means we could see a lot of Austin Eckler late in the second half. So I think he's a, a good play as well. Tevin Coleman was a surprise last week. You know, I had him in the sit column last week because, number one, Coleman has not been great this year. I had mentioned it that when you looked at Freeman going down, a lot of people expected Tevin Coleman to be that workhorse running back, but it hasn't happened. Last week, he went against the Redskins, who I had mentioned are good against the run, and they had come in. They had you know, limited Barkley and Zeke. They had done a really good job. But one thing that changed last week for Atlanta was they threw to the running backs more. And I don't know if this was a an adjustment they made in the bye week or if this is something they saw with the Redskins. Because as I mentioned, the Redskins have been really good on the ground stopping running backs. But Tevin Coleman had a season high in targets with seven. He had not had more than four. And if you remember, under Kyle Shanahan, that's what made Atlanta so good is that they threw to the running backs a lot. So I'm very interested to see if this is a trend that continues this week. For Atlanta, because Coleman had five catches, 68 yards, and two touchdowns. By far his best day of the season receiving. On the ground, still not a lot of carries, 13 for 88. We still see a lot of Edo Smith. So Edo Smith is still in play in deeper formats if you have to use him. Because it is basically, it's kind of like, it seems like it's like maybe 60-40 in favor of Coleman. Uh, It was 18 touches last week for Coleman and 11 for Smith. Uh, but Smith is getting double-digit touches pretty much every week. He scored a touchdown in four of the last five games, uh, but not as involved in the passing game, though, as Coleman, uh, at least for last week. But I think, you know, Smith, again, with four teams on by, is someone that you could look at. Uh, Capri Bibbs could be interesting this week if Chris Thompson is out. It's really tough to rely on him. He's had a couple touchdowns lately. He only had four touches last week, uh, and they were playing from behind. So... That could be the case this week, too. I wouldn't be surprised if Tampa wins this game. So he's a little bit more risky. But if Chris Thompson is out, you can certainly uh, take a look look at him. There's no question about it. Uh, I think the interesting play this week uh, is going to be the Redskins receivers. And we touched upon it a little bit with Michael Rathbird. Obviously, Josh Doxson is a player that has a lot of talent. I had him on leaks last year. I don't have him anywhere this year. And it really just hasn't happened for him yet. He did have... Some touchdowns last year as they look for him in the red zone. He did score last week, and you know the last few games uh, he does have you know, at least seven points in PPR formats. You know, three for forty-two week seven, five for forty-nine in week eight, and three for thirty-one with a touchdown in week nine. And as we mentioned, as good a matchup as you can get against Tampa Bay. So I think that kind of puts him on the radar this week, and he might still be sitting there on the waiver wire. Same thing with Maurice Harris. It sounded like they had plans to incorporate Harris in the offense more anyway. Don't know if Jamison Crowder is going to play yet. He was ruled out pretty early last week, I think on Thursday. So that's something to keep an eye on. But Maurice Harris could still have a role with Josh Richardson, with uh, Richard, Paul Richardson out for the season. Harris, a big game last week, 10 catches, 124 yards against the Falcons on 12 targets. So he could see similar production this week. I think the Chargers wide receivers are interesting. Uh, I wrote about Keenan Allen today. I think people think Keenan Allen's a disappointment. I think he finishes strong. The same thing kind of happened last year with Keenan Allen, where through the first portion of the season, he didn't score a touchdown. If you remember last year, Keenan Allen had one touchdown going into week 11, scored five the rest of the way. Keenan Allen's just not a big red zone guy, so he's never going to be that wide receiver one that gets you 10 touchdowns. He's obviously going to pile up the catches, and he had a good game last week, 10 targets, 6 for 124. And I think he could be an interesting play again this week. 7,100 on DraftKings, and I don't think a lot of people are going to go to him, uh, but he's coming off a game where he had 24.2 last week, and uh, wouldn't be surprised to see him score a touchdown this week. Uh, I really like him the rest of the way. I'd be looking to buy on him right now if someone is disappointed. Now, the other two receivers for the Chargers, Tyrell Williams and Mike Williams, very big play dependent. They have low floors, but Tyrell Williams has actually been producing quite a bit lately, and again, going against the Raiders this week, so... In season-long leagues, uh, if you are suffering from bye week issues, and I see that on a few teams. I have a 
some major bye week issues this week. Even though there's only four teams on bye, there's some pretty good teams. But uh, Tyrell Williams now, four touchdowns in the last three games. Just not a lot of volume. I mean, look at the lines. Three for 66, three for 118, four for 118, and two for 23. So obviously, he's very touchdown dependent. But against Oakland, I think there's a spot where he could score a touchdown. And the same thing for Mike Williams this week uh, as well. John Ross is going to be really interesting. Uh, he's coming off this groin injury, but it sounds like he's going to play this week. And he's got a good matchup against the Saints. The one thing the Saints have done is allow production to fantasy wide receivers this season. So uh, something to keep an eye on there. Jacksonville is going to be really interesting this week going up against the Colts coming off the bye, uh, whether they can get any production from their wide receivers. And, you know, Eric Ebron becomes real risky now because Jack Doyle is back. And I know Ebron has been very productive, and it's probably going to be tough for people to kind of to sit him because they look at what he's done this year. And he still might get some red zone targets. But the bottom line is when Jack Doyle plays, we see less of Ebron on the field. I mean, the last game they played against Oakland, he played 17 snaps. Week two when Doyle played, he played 17 snaps. Now, Ebron did have three for 37 and a touchdown against Oakland in week eight on three targets. But you could clearly see. I mean, look at the three games with Doyle this year. Look at the targets. Five, four, and three. Without Doyle, 11, 10, 15, 7, and 7. Now, he has, believe it or not, in the three games Doyle has played, he runs a touchdown in all of them. I don't know if you can expect that trend to continue. Again, Luck does like throwing at the tight end. And remember, they don't have a lot of wide receiver. It's T.Y. Hilton and not much else. I mean, we saw Dontrell Inman actually playing a role. So there still could be the chance for a touchdown. But he runs not a top 12 tight end anymore. He's more in that 14 to 18 range because all those guys present risk. And you know at least... He still has a good shot at a touchdown, but you got to temper your expectations going forward when it comes to Eric Ebron just because there's just not going to be as much volume for there uh, anymore. Uh, something else to keep an eye on for this week is uh, the Lions wide receivers. I know a lot of people have been disappointed in them. We expected Kenny Galladay to get a boost with the departure of Golden Tate, and we didn't see it last week. So still like him long term as well as Marvin Jones, but uh, they do have a tough matchup this week against the Bears, but Bears are, are tougher against the run, so I still think both those guys are in play. One trend that we have seen is that finally the Titans have gone to Deion Lewis more. The last two games, 155 yards from scrimmage and 122, and he's going against uh, his old team, uh, New England, in a little bit of a revenge game, but uh, the Patriots have struggled against pass-catching running backs, so I think Deion Lewis is in a good spot. And while Derrick Henry has scored in each of the last two games, man, it's just not happening for him. And uh, I'm glad that was one thing that I got right. Wanted no part of Derrick Henry this year. I never thought it would be this bad. But, again, when they went out and they signed Deion Lewis, they were telling you that they did not have faith in Derrick Henry. Henry is a guy that has had a couple big runs here or there. But the more you see him play consistently, you realize this guy's just not that good. He hasn't had more than 57 rushing yards this year. He's not involved in the pass game. He's not someone that you can start right now at all. And even in leagues with uh, 20 roster spots, I mean, I guess he's worth having because if Deion Lewis goes down, obviously he would see a big bump. But, man, he has been major, major disappointment uh, this year, and uh, it's going to continue to be bad. Make sure you check out ScoutFantasySports.com. We have you covered. If you enter the promo code RONIS70, you get 70% off your first month. My fantasy football stock watch article is up. Waiver Wire Wednesday from Dr. Roto, our Week 10 projections, and our Week 10 starter article. You can head over there. If you have any questions, ask them on the message boards and the forums. Check out ScoutDFS.com for NBA, NHL, and NFL, and VegasWhispers.com for your sports betting needs. Those guys are crushing it over there, and I want you guys to be a part of it and make that money. I'll be back Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern.